Nearly every night, I would close my door. So the door was open when I woke up. You're listening to The Ghost Files, the podcast where everyday people share their extraordinary stories about their experiences with the spirit world. My name is Karina Machado. I'm a journalist who spent more than a decade sharing stories about the spirit world through my books, Spirit Sisters, Where Spirits Dwell, and Love Never Dies, as well as my podcasts, Spirit Sisters, and now this show, The Ghost Files. When today's guest Mark emailed me and said, I have had numerous experiences over the last 20 years, some menacing, some friendly, and one in particular that was someone I knew, well, I knew I had to speak with him. Mark is a 45-year-old TV sound engineer and a father of two from Sydney, and he joins me now to tell me about his paranormal experiences. And remember... I always love to hear from the audience, so if you have a story to share, please write to me on Facebook at Karina Machado Author or email me at karinamachado at optusnet.com.au. Now, over to my conversation with Mark. Hi, Mark, and welcome to The Ghost Files. It's so great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. Now, before we get into your stories, I know that you're a regular Ghost Files listener, and I thought I'd ask you about what you're enjoying about the show and what prompted you to write in and share your own stories with me. I guess it's just really interesting hearing other people's stories. I mean, mine seem kind of minimal compared to some I've heard, (laughs) (laughs) but since I've had these experiences. It's always fascinated me um, of, uh, I guess, what's out there. And it's good to hear other people's stories. And you tend to hear a lot of the same sort of different aspects of the story you hear match up with what you've experienced as well. Right. And that helps you then better interpret or understand what you've gone through maybe. Yeah. It just makes you feel, I guess, you know, you're not alone. Yes, you're not alone. That's, that's, yeah, that's wonderful. And that's a big part of what I do. Just wanting to let people know that that have these experiences. So without further ado, let's cast back now to 2001, when your first story unfolds. What was going on in your life at that stage? If you could set the scene for us a bit, please, Mark. I not long moved out of home. Uh, I moved in with some uh, friends of mine. I had a spare room. So I was just uh, renting off them. I guess I wasn't far too into my work that I do now, so fairly new to the job, I guess. What's your job now? Oh, I'm a uh, sound engineer in TV. Okay. Yeah, and nothing out of the ordinary in my life, just, you know, getting on with life, moving on home, getting my career into line and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, and a lot of a lot of our listeners will, will relate to that kind of threshold of a, the beginning of a new stage in life. So what kind of house were you living in that you were renting the room? It was like an older Fibro house out in the western suburbs of Sydney at Seven Hills. My friend had bought it a few years prior and they had another friend actually living in the room I was in. I think it was maybe built in 1940s or 50s, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how long were you living there before you began to feel uncomfortable? Well, I moved in, uh, I think it was the beginning of 2001, and I think I was there for a good, oh, almost a year, I think. Um, But I never felt uncomfortable. I just uh, had a few things happen uh, where I sort of thought, oh, yeah, that's a bit weird. Mm, tell us uh, about but, those. 
Uh, one that really stuck out to me uh, was one night at 10 o'clock at night, I was sitting in my bedroom and I had a, uh, a tape deck player. Yes, I'm that old. <laughs> and it just started, you know, it wasn't on or anything, like there was no music on. It wasn't, you know, nothing. And the player just started, you know, clunking over as if it was playing and the button wasn't pressed. And um, I thought, well, that's a bit weird. And it just kept clunking and clunking. And then I went and have a look at it and the, the power was off to the stereo, but also it wasn't even plugged in. So that was oh, wow. very bizarre. <laughs> what did you make of that? At the time, not, I just thought, wow, that's really weird. I wasn't like sort of too scared or taken back, but I thought that's weird. But I sort of just shrugged it off. Yeah, but from there, I guess, you know, that's when other things started occurring. Yeah, what? What was the next thing? A while later, that happened like once and there was nothing for a long time. Mm. Uh, that's interesting remember, that it was quiet for a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I remember I did wake up uh, one night, early morning, around 4 a.m., and I just stirred and I just had that feeling that, you know, someone's in the room. So I sort of was opened my eyes and I looked over to the door and there was a dark figure standing there. And I thought at first, oh, it must be my friend, my roommate, and I, my, my housemate. And I sort of said their name thinking, you know, as if to say, well, what are you doing here standing in my room staring at me? That's a bit weird. Um, but I, oh, I said their name and this figure just walked out the door, turned, walked out the door, and then the door closed behind it. And I was sitting up there going, wow, that's really weird. Again, um, I guess at that stage, not that I'm a sceptic, um, but I, I wasn't, and not that I'm a non-believer, but at that stage I was just I was trying to, guess, think of a rational yeah. explanation yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, maybe I was having some kind of weird dream, but I was definitely awake. Um Anyway, so that happened, and I just sort of sort of went back to sleep. You know, <laughs> I didn't. You know, I thought that's really weird. Um, and and that's I didn't often, really speak. That's often a common reaction. People do just then turn around and go back to sleep. Like, you know, I've spoken about this before. In Hollywood movies sort of show people running out of the house, terrified. But in my experience, interviewing people, <laughs> I find that they just tend to roll over and go back to sleep. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mark, I just want to unpack it before we move on to the next thing. I just want to hear a little bit more, just delve a little bit deeper into the shadow figure. So first of all, you said that you sort of stirred, something woke you up. What do you think it was looking back? Like was there a sense that somebody was in the room or what What made you open your eyes? Yeah, it was definitely a sense. Um, I mean, you know, we all wake up during the night and you wake up and you go straight back to sleep. But as I woke as I was waking, I definitely had that sense of there's something in here. Mm. And uh, that's – and I think I might have been lying my side. That's why – and I was facing that door when I opened my eyes and I tend, that's when I saw that, you know, figure at the door. And what, so when you say – definitely a, a sense. A sense, okay. And when you say a figure, describe that for us in more detail. So was it somebody that looked like a flesh and blood person? Was it transparent? Was it opaque? What did you see? It was definitely just a black figure. You couldn't see any face. I could tell it was uh, a man. Okay. Uh, just the way, I guess, the structure of the, the figure. All you could see was, yeah, it was just like a, a, a black mass, but it was in the, in the shape of um, someone. Okay. And was your bedroom door closed or open? 
it was open. It was open. And I think, yeah. and I think uh, that, which is the other thing I find odd because I'm pretty sure nearly every night I would close my door. So the door was open when I woke up. That is strange. So it was a black mass that you, you thought might be a man, but could you tell, I'm assuming you couldn't, but I'm wondering about things like clothing or his age, anything like that, any other details that you could see? No, it was just, just black. Okay. Yeah. And so did you get a sense of his purpose being there or that he was communicating with you? At that time, the only sense I got was he was just, I think he had an attachment to that room because there was no other instances anywhere else in the house, um, to my knowledge anyway. Um, okay. So it may have been, maybe it was his room at one stage or there was some, you know, value to him of that room. But at, yeah, that first encounter, it was just more of, I think he was just seeing what's going on in that room. Okay. And so how long do you think you you looked at this shadow figure for a, until he turned around and walked away, which is quite amazing that you saw that? Yeah, in, I think it must have been about the space of about 10 seconds maybe from the time I sort of set up, said uh, my housemate's name and then it just turned, walked out the door and then the door closed behind And at the time, because I was, you know, sort of half asleep, I guess, I sort of thought to myself, did the door just close? And then, you know, it definitely did. (laughs) Wow. And that in itself, I mean, we can take out everything else and just have the door closing by itself, which is strange too. Correct, yes. But did you feel scared? Not at that time. Um, No, I, I just got a sense at first of unease, but... No, not at that particular time. And so not at that time, but then did you come to feel fear about it? Uh, later on, yes, definitely. Okay. Well, what prompted that? What made you get scared later on? Uh, I can't give an exact time frame, but I reckon it might have been oh, maybe a month or two later mm-hmm. where, again, I was woken up at 4am, but this time it was entirely different. I was... Uh, woke up to just being absolutely paralysed, could not move, had pressure on my chest of, and I could it could feel like two hands just pressing down on my chest. And as I sort of came out of my um, sleep, I half, you know, still absolutely scared out of my wits. I um, managed to half open my eyes and then there, there was I'm pretty sure the same f- figure, literally two inches in front of my face, um, yeah, because I could see the, the black mass and I at the time, um, yeah, I had my uh, girlfriend sleeping next to me and I was just maybe for a good five seconds, even maybe longer, I just was absolutely petrified and uh, couldn't move. That is frightening. That is frightening. And, you know, we uh, when we talked earlier, you mentioned that you th- you thought you knew about sleep paralysis and you, you considered that possibility, but you ruled it out. Is that right, Mark? Yeah, I, I did know about sleep paralysis, but I've never had it before. Ah, I've never okay. had it since. And the fact that I'd seen this figure in the door beforehand yeah. uh, really made me go, okay, well, that's not that's not it. It must be this energy. 
And so prior to these two experiences, which definitely seem related, had anything of this nature ever happened to you before? Had you had a, an uncanny experience before? I do remember, I was just thinking about this the other day, I do remember during my, I guess, teen years, I did have a, loss, a lot of astro-travelling dreams where I would be somewhere that I've never been to before and then maybe days, weeks, months later, uh, out of the blue, I'd go, hey, I've, I've been here before and I've yeah, never been there before in my life. But you sensed that you you had in your yeah, dreams correct. in your dreams you've yeah. been yeah okay astral traveling yep yeah, okay yeah in my early years but yeah, again yeah. It, it never really um, I just I put I, you know put it down to dreams at the time um, I mean I guess I grew up you know as most people do you know you hear of ghosts and these experiences but you kind of get told by family or parents, I oh, know, ghosts don't exist, don't worry, because they don't want you to be scared. Um, yeah, yeah. So you just grow up, I guess, believing that. But until you, you know, it comes to later in life, I guess, for some people where I have had these definite experiences and then your whole mind shift changes. <laughs> it does indeed. And so these two experiences happened. I'm wondering if just prior Anybody in the house, uh, your roommates or anybody had been perhaps dabbling in calling spirits or whether there'd been any sort of interest in this realm that could have attracted or, or paved the way for this experience? Not that I'm aware, aware of. There was only two other people living in the house and um, they're not interested in that stuff at all. Mm-hmm. So not unless there was previous people in there that might have done something, I'm, I have yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, okay. But that's interesting because sometimes I ask people and they say, oh, yes, actually, I dabbled with the Ouija board, you know, two weeks earlier and I think, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, um, but no, that's not the I case with I you. I don't touch that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And so how did you try to explain what happened and rationalise it? I gather you spoke with your girlfriend about it. What? Did, how did you look back on it? Again, at the time when I uh, did have that one where I woke up and had the paralysis, and the, I do remember I mustered up the courage just to literally shout at the top of my voice, you know, what do you want? And then I was released. And um, my girlfriend at that time, she, which is now my wife, but she she shot up and said, what's wrong? And again, at that time, I, you know, I said, oh, I must have had a bad dream, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then looking back and, you know, you go over it, you go, no, it definitely wasn't. And um, yeah, I've told people that story and, yeah, it gives them chills. Other people have said, oh, yeah, it's sleep paralysis, which, yes, that you do have that same sort of symptoms. But yes, yeah. It's, if you get sleep paralysis, I believe it's more common that, you know, you get it more regularly than just a once-off. True, true. That's so true. And so then you soon moved away from that house. Is that right, Mark? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, I, I moved out. Oh, maybe a few months later after that. Not because of that. Now, eleven years went by before the next experience that you're going to share with us took place, and it was a very different kind of encounter. This one. What happened, Mark? Uh, so. In June of uh, 2012, uh, a good friend of ours, uh, she passed away from cancer. 
and we very sad obviously and she had a uh, nine-month-old daughter at the time and we're good friends with her husband still um my wife was pregnant with our first child and um so I guess we went to the funeral and I think it was about uh, three days later, um, and this is all in our current house we live in now, which is we moved in there in 2009. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I think it was about maybe three days after the funeral. Mm. I woke up again, we hours in the morning, about 2.30, 3 o'clock, I think. But I, I just woke up to this enormous, like, bang sound. And I distinctly remember coming up from the corner of our room and also the actual sound was, I, I can't forget it, it was like a hand, a hand slap on the wall. I just, that's what it sounded like to me. Mm, a very distinctive um, sound. Yeah, and yeah. it didn't wake my wife up, but it woke me up and I heard it and then again, I just went back straight back to sleep at that time. <laughs> that happened three days after your friend passed away. So it's a very emotional time for you. Not only has this very sad event happened, but your wife is expecting your first child as well. So there's a lot of feeling and emotion around this period for you. Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Um, which I guess from experience, when you're more open to it, it tends to find you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so... Yeah, that was that happened, and then I think it was uh, one or two nights later, um, around about ten p.m. I was out in the lounge room, and my wife was in the room, and this time we both heard it again—the same bang, same sound, hand slap—and uh, my wife said, "Did you hear that?" And I said, "Yep, that was exactly the same noise I heard the other night." And she said, "Yeah, it sounded like a hand slap." And mm, I said, "Yep, mm. I, re- I reckon that's her saying." Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Did it seem sort of something that was in keeping with her personality? Like oh, a, definitely. Yeah. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah, we we were, you know, always had fun together, always pranking each other. So oh, it's just were her, you? I think it was her way of, just, you know, bit of a prank for, you know, gives a bit of a bit of a scare and a, a prank for us, I think. Oh, wow. And then those weren't the only two sort of things that happened with your friend communicating. Tell us about what else happened. Uh, so that that happened and then uh, there was nothing for a while. Um, and in that, in that period um, where nothing was happening, um, Scott, her husband, he had seen a medium and the medium had told him um, – yeah, you know, they talked about the significance of butterflies, and also that um, something in regards to batteries, keeping your batteries fresh. And when he said that, I thought, oh, knowing you know, I I do a bit of research about this stuff. I know that you know spirits do use um, you know electrical devices to try and communicate. They do. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, again, nothing happened for a while. Then in about, oh, I think it was, I can't remember now, but in that period, sure. my son was born, obviously. He was born in October 2012, which was um, the year she passed away, but she never actually got to meet him. And, and we're the godparents to her daughter, Elizabeth. Okay. Um, and there was one time where Scott um, and Elizabeth were over at our place 
And Elizabeth was just playing in the lounge room and she was right next to these, uh, some toys of ours. And one of these toys did have a butterfly on it. And you actually had to flip the butterfly wing to make it make a little sound. Okay. And this thing was going crazy. It was going off like, like the front and centre for a good, you know, couple of minutes. Uh, I was out in the kitchen and um, I think we all were and then we heard it going off and I said to uh, both Scott and my wife, I said, oh, you know, have a look at this. And they just, yeah, thought that was pretty fascinating that that was happening. And so this um, toy was not something that little Elizabeth could have switched on? It was just, it suddenly happened? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it it was, it's just sitting there. Yeah. um, you know, the whole time. So, and, you know, it can go off, it, you know, it's just there ready to play with and she wasn't playing with it. Oh, wow. It's very moving because there's there's your friend's little girl there and, exactly. and well, her yeah, husband exactly. with, with, you, with you all. So, yeah, it's a very powerful moment. Wow. Yep. Um, I guess the other inc- uh, incident was I think it was around 2014. My son was about two years old. And there was quite a few occasions he would um, come up to our room in the morning and he'd come up and he'd just stand next to a bed, but he'd look up into that corner, that same corner of the mm-hmm. room, and just start jibber-jabbering. He wasn't really talking <laughs> too much at that stage, but just yeah. jibber-jabber. Yeah. And then, then he'd get a little bit scared and then he'd sort of sort of stop and walk away. Um, so we thought that was we, – we didn't – we didn't know at that stage. We sort of thought, oh, maybe, but we didn't. We thought, oh, you know, okay, that's a bit weird. And then I think that same year, my wife and son were at Elizabeth's birthday party, and they were at one of those ven- party party venues. Oh, yeah. And um, Alicia, who a friend who died, she had an identical twin sister, and she was there. And my son has never met her. And at one stage. He went up to her and just put his arms out to say, you know, give me a hug. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and he's, he's and at that stage, you know, being a two-year-old, he's not, he would, you know, he wouldn't go up to strangers and just do that. Yeah. So he obviously saw a familiar face and um, even uh, her identical sister sort of looked at him weirdly because she's never been going, um, I, you know, because um, he went to my wife, I, I think he wants you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, he definitely um, held his hands out for a hug from her. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was uh, quite a a, uh, a stamper, I guess. But uh, I, guess the, I guess the biggest one for me that I had uh, interaction with was it might have been mm, a couple of weeks or months pa- past that. Yeah. Um, my son – was playing um, in our living room area near our kitchen and he was playing in his toy phone that uh, it's one of those sort of older phones but it had the wheels on it and you pull it along and it makes the noise okay and um, he'd, he'd been sitting there again sitting there all day long hadn't made a sound and this is about six, six o'clock at night I was making dinner whatever and he was playing and this thing started going off and I'll let it happen for a couple of minutes and then it stopped. And then I I just, I said out loud, I said, Alicia, is that you? And this toy went off Hmm. on command. And 
it kept happening for a couple of minutes and then or maybe sorry it's happened for maybe another maybe 20 30 seconds and then it stopped and i just said okay just to make sure can you do it one more time for me and then it went off again wow. straight away and it again it went for maybe oh, five ten seconds and then it paused and then it just said goodbye <laughs> And I'd even know, I've never heard that telephone toy say that before. <laughs> so whether it was recorded as part of the, the musical sounds within the thing, you didn't yeah, know. It, You'd it, never heard it before. <laughs> wow. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it must have been in there somewhere, but I'd never heard it say <laughs> goodbye before. Oh, my gosh. And so how did that make you feel to experience that, thinking that your friend is communicating? Um, it made me feel, I wasn't scared at all. Um. It just made me feel wow, like there's there's definitely something on another level that we um, we don't know don't know all the answers to, but it's definitely there. Indeed, and so Mark, it, what's interesting about your story stories is that you experienced two extremes of paranormal activity one that was kind of frightening and menacing and the other that was comforting how do you reflect today on on those two extremes those two experiences if i think back to the uh, my friend's room incident i guess it wasn't there was no i didn't feel evil but it, it definitely, I think it just didn't want me in the room anymore. That's the feeling I got when I look back now. Um, but yeah, there's definitely two sides of it. There's the one that uh, is trying to give you a message, and the other is just trying to communicate and say, "I'm here. Um, I'm okay. Um, I'll come and visit every now and then, um, and just to let you know they're okay." Yes. Yes. And since Alicia said goodbye via the toy, have you heard from her? No, well, I think she's visited because uh, nothing like that again, but um, I think it was back in about 2017. And again, this is I had my second child, my daughter, and she was around the same age, about two years old, and she would come out to her room and she would come and jibber-jibber to that same corner. <laughs> And by that stage, we're going, oh, yeah, I think we definitely know who that is. And um, my wife asked her, um, she said, who are you talking to? And my daughter said, the girl. The girl. And we've gone, oh, okay. (laughs) And um, then the next time it happened, I went and got a – this is a a couple of days later. She came up again. She was talking to the corner of the room. And I went and got a picture of Alicia and I said, do you know who this is? And she's never met her before, obviously, and she pointed to the corner of the room. <laughs> wow, Mark, that is goosebumpy material right there. <laughs> there uh, yes, yeah, so when, when she did that, my wife and I just got chills and went, okay, uh, let's uh, go do something else for now. <laughs> <laughs> so did, did it, was it comforting though as, as well as a little bit sort of unsettling? Um, both. It was yeah. comforting, but uh, again, you, anything like that, you do get. Well, that that was almost like movie moment where yes. where they do point and go, that's who I'm seeing, and 
Uh, it does give you a chill, but at the same time, it's not, it wasn't threatening to us at all. No. And it's so interesting how children, especially little children, seem to have access to a realm that is, is very distant from us adults, us grown-ups, and we're the poorer for it, I think. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mark. Well, um, you're a listener, so you know I'm going to close with asking you, what do you believe an encounter with the dead can teach us about living? There's definitely more than we see in the physical world after my experiences and I think we're all connected in one way or another uh, whether it be your family or people you don't know and we're, we're essentially just energy living in a body and that'll connect somehow and I guess the other thing is we've all you if these things happen to you or you're in some sort of shift in your life you can be a lot more open to letting that side of the world or that side of the universe into your life um and i guess always trust your gut instinct because it's it's basically your basic form of your sixth sense whether you know you're um uh, you know it's it's your connection to the universe of you know something's telling you something's not right or is right for that matter yes yeah exactly that's very good advice listen to your gut instinct and be prepared that when you are going through big life changes that it could open you up to messages from the other side that's right yeah oh well mark thank you so much for getting in touch with us and coming on the show to share your stories with us it's been so lovely chatting to you No, thanks very much for having me. It's been uh, really great listening to the podcast as well. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. I want to quickly take a moment to thank the listeners who've reviewed the show. I so enjoy reading your feedback and would like to encourage you all to subscribe to The Ghost Files and leave us a review as that helps more listeners discover the show. Thank you. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.